Shalom to all! Today's office is getting Daf Chavches, and we are starting about a quarter of the way down with the brand new Mishnah. And today's office is sponsored by Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarah, Basav Yaakov Maisha, her Neshama should have an Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yechmil Mardachai, Ben Rabchaim, his Neshama should have an Aliyah. And the Mishnah says, Hamevi get, someone who's bringing a get, and he left the center of the get, meaning he left the husband as an old man or as a sickly man. He's still allowed to give it to the wife based off of the Chazaka that the husband is still alive, meaning he doesn't have to assume that the husband died before he gave the get to the wife. Another scenario, we have a woman who's a Yisraelis and she's married to a Kayin, which means she's allowed to eat Truma as long as she's married to him. And her husband went overseas, meaning he took a long trip. She's allowed to continue eating Truma based off the assumption that her husband's still alive. And the third case, someone who sent his carbon chatos from Chutz Laaretz, it's allowed to be brought in the base Hamikdash based off of the Chazaka that the sender is still alive. If the sender is not alive, it would be a Chatos Shemesu Baalea, and if the carbon would be brought, we would run into issues of Chulan being brought in the Azara. But again, we wouldn't have to assume that the sender died, and we could bring this carbon. Nothing more comments on the first case. Amur Rava, Rava tells us, some say it's Rava, He's only talking about Zakin that didn't reach Givurais yet. Givurais is 80 years old. As the Pasuk says, So if this elderly person that sent the get didn't yet reach 80 years old, then we assume he's still alive. And the next case also, Vachayla, when we're talking about a sick person, it's just a regular sick person. Because most sick people end up living. But if we're talking about an elderly person that reached Gavurus already, he's already 80, the guy says, a person who's literally about to die, he's deathly ill, because the majority of deathly ill people do end up dying, that's not what Amish is referring to, and in that scenario, the get would not be allowed to be delivered. Now, Esri Abai asks, how maybe get, a person brings a get, and he left the husband as an elderly man, even if the husband was 100 years old, he could still give the get to the woman, that the person is still alive. So you see, even if he's way older than 80, we could still give the get over. The Gemara answers Tifta, you're right, that's a refutation. Or if you by same alternatively, you could say, Kivan de Iflig, once he distinguished himself, that he grew to such an old age and he still didn't die, Iflig, so he's unique, he's distinguished himself, and we assume that he's not going to die. A person who's over 80 but hadn't yet reached 90, as Rashi says, that person is assumed that he's probably going to die very soon. But a person who already went over 90 and he's even 100 years old, that person, since he's already so old, we assume he's not going to die anytime soon. Now, another question on the Mishnah. Rami Abai Abai asked Rabba a question. Tanan, our Mishnah says, Hamevi get, a person brings a get, and he left the husband as an elderly or sick man, he could still give the wife the get, that the husband is still alive. But Vermino, here's a stira. A man said, Here's a get an hour before he dies, meaning the get's going to be chal an hour before the fellow dies. She's not allowed to eat truma right away, meaning implying from now already, we're chashish that the fellow's going to die. So we see that we are chashish for Misa. He answered him, You're asking a question on getting from truma? Truma, Efsher, get loy Efsher. When we're dealing with truma, there's a possibility for her to eat something else. She could always eat chulin. She doesn't have to eat truma. So it's not that we're chush that he's going to die. It's just that we're able to be machmer in this case because she could subsist off of something else other than truma. Whereas in the case of get, if we're going to be chushish that a fellow saying get is going to die, that means we're not going to ever be able to have shlichas by getin because we're always going to be chush that the husband died. So we continue, that's fine. But we have another question. For Rami, truma, truma. We have a question truma on truma itself. Tanan Aramisha says, We have a regular Israelis married to a kayin. And her husband went overseas. She's allowed to continue eating truma. Because there's a chazaka that her husband is still alive. But Rami will ask you steer from the same brass. Here's a get, and it's chal an hour before the fellow dies. She's not allowed to eat truma right away. We clearly see a steer even in the case of truma. In our Mishnah, when we're dealing with truma, we're not chashish she's going to die. But in this brass, it seems like when we're dealing with truma, that we are chashish that he's going to die. So I'm the bridge of Yitzchok. He answers Shani Hasim. That case is different. It's because he answered her an hour before he dies. In other words, the 
that's going to take effect during the husband's lifetime, so we can ask her from Truma already now. Therefore, it's not that we're chayshish for Misa, it's just because we know that at some point in time, while her husband is still alive, that she's going to be ushered to eat Truma, and we don't know when that point is, so we have to be machmir already from now. But Maskalara Papa, Papa asks, Who says that he's going to die first, and that means that she's going to be ushered for meeting Truma? Maybe she's going to die first. So we see from here that it doesn't have to do with her being ushered to eat Truma when he's still alive, because it's possible that she's going to die before he dies. It must be then that the reason why she's not allowed to eat Truma is because we are chashish that the husband's going to die. So Elam Rabbi Abai answers differently. Loikash, there's no steer between the brass and our Mishnah. Horeb Meir Deloi Chash Lemisa. Our Mishnah is according to our Meir. There are Meirs, not chashish that a person's going to die. Horeb Yehuda, but the brass is Rabbi Yehuda, the Chash Lemisa, that he is chashish for Misa. And now we have Mishnah, we had this previously a few days ago. Halakechan Ben Akusim, a person buys wine from Kusim and he has to separate the necessary Truma from Maestras, but he doesn't have any pitchers or cups to pour it off into. So Imer he could say as follows Shnei Lugan Shani Asad Lahafresh, the two Lugan that I will eventually separate, Harehin Truma, those are designated as Truma, Asara, Maeserishain, the ten that I'm going to separate, those are Maeserishain, Tesha Maeser Shani, the nine that I'm going to separate are Maeser Shani, and then he could transfer the Gedusha of that Maeser Shani onto money, and he could drink this wine right away. Divri Amir, that's Amir's opinion, or Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Yesi, Rabbi Shimon, Eisrin, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Yesi, and Rabbi Shimon, they answer this. And we say the reason why Rabbi Huda answers this is because he's afraid that the barrel is going to break before the fellow has a chance to physically separate the necessary Truma and Maeser. And then it's going to turn out retroactively that he ended up drinking Tevel, whereas Amir allows this because he's not worried about the barrel breaking. So it'd be the same thing over here. Rav Meir is the man of our Mishnah that allows her to continue eating Truma because we're not hush that the husband died, or Zabihudu would be the man of the Brisa. Now Rav Amar Rava answers, Chav Chasam on top, Shema Meis Lechashinon, Shema Yamos Chashinon, that really the Mishnah and Brisa are according to everyone, and the difference is that we're not afraid someone did die, but we are afraid someone will die, meaning all agree that we remain with the Chazaka that her husband is currently alive. However, the Chazaka does not tell us that he will be alive in a minute from now. Therefore, in the Mishnah, when the Ishis Kain wants to eat Truma, she asks herself, is my husband currently alive? Chazaka says yes, so she can eat the Truma. But in the Brisa, when the Ishis Kain wants to eat Truma, she asks herself, I know my husband is currently alive, but will he be alive in a few minutes? I don't know that. There's no such a Chazaka. So she's not allowed to eat Truma. And therefore, the Mishnah in the Brisa could be according to everybody. Now, Amalei Ravad Ramas Rava, Ravad Ramas asks Rava, how could you say that? V'hanoid, this machlag is between Rav Meir and Rabbi Huda in regards to the barrel breaking, the Cheshema Yamoshu, that machlagas would be the same thing as maybe the husband's going to die, Upligi, and they argue about it, meaning Rav Meir says that we're not chashish the barrel will break in the future, Rabbi Huda says we are chashish the barrel will break in the future, so that technically should be the same machlagas in regards to dying. It should be that Rav Meir holds that we're not chashish he will die, and Rabbi Huda will be chashish that he'll die. So not everybody agrees in the case of the Brisa. So I'm Rabbi Huda Mitzkarta, Rabbi Huda Mitzkarta answers the Shani Noid, the case of the barrel is different, the Efshin the Masalei the Shimer. Rav Meir is not afraid it's going to break only because the barrel could be given over to a Shimer to watch. But in the case of someone potentially dying in the future, even Rav Meir agrees that a person can't be given over to a Shimer. When it's time for a person to go, he's going to go. And therefore, even Rav Meir agrees in the case of dying that we are Chashesh Shema Yamos. Now, Maskele Rav Mashashi asks, If we're technically afraid that the barrel is going to break, and the only reason why the barrel is not going to break is because you could give it over to an Arva, to a Shimer, so technically you should be Chashesh that maybe even by the Shimer it's going to break, and that Shimer should have to have a Shimer. So that's not a good answer. So Alamarav, Rav answers differently. Shema Meis Lechashinon. You're right. Everyone, both their man and Rabbi Huda, agree that we're not Chashish, perhaps he did die already. And that's why in the Mishnah, she's allowed to continue eating Truma. But Shema Yamos Tanaihi, in regards to maybe he will die, that's actually Machlaikas Tanaim. Rav Meir is not afraid Shema Yamos, whereas Rabbi Huda is afraid Shema Yamos. But we don't have a steer between the Mishnah and the Brisa, because our Mishnah is the Devra Hakal, and the Brisa is a Machlaikas. Now, analyzing the last case of our Mishnah, we had Someone who sent his chatas from Dinos Hayam, it's allowed to be brought, but Cheskas that the owner is still alive. The Gemara asks, we have a totally different issue. We need smicha. We know that 
right before carbon is brought, the owner of the carbon has to lean his entire body weight onto it, and that has to be done right before the shechita, and it has to be done by the owner. It can't be done by a shliach. So we have a technical issue that this chatas can't be brought. The owner's not here. So Rav Yesh, Rav Yesh answers, but carbon nashim. We're talking about a carbon of a woman, and a woman doesn't do smicha. Whereas our papa, our papa says, b'chatas aif. We're talking about a chatas, which is a bird, and that type of chatas does not need smicha. And we clarify with smicha, we have to have all three cases in the Mishnah. Diash meaning get. If we only said the case of get in our Mishnah, that we're not chash that the husband died, that's Misham Dolay Afshar, because there is no way around it. We're not able to say that we're chash that the husband died, because as we explained previously on Amad Aleph, if we're chash in the case of get, we're never going to be able to have shlichus by get. Aval Truma, the Afshar, Emolai, but in the case of Truma, it is a possibility for her to not eat Truma. She could always eat Chulin, so maybe we should be chash that her husband died and not allow her to eat Truma. So that's why the Mishnah has to tell us the case of Truma. And Vyash mean in Truma, if we had the case of Truma, we might say that Dezim and Dolay Afshar. There could be certain times that it's an impossibility for her to survive without Truma. It could be that she's poor and the only way she could eat is that she gets Truma by the Gairen. So maybe that's the reason why to be Makel in regards to Truma. When we're talking about someone sending a Chatos, maybe we should say that their Taka is a Suffolk and maybe the sender really did die and because of that we don't want to bring Chulin in the Azara, meaning because of that we shouldn't bring this Karbon. That's why we need the third case in the Mishnah as well that we're not Chashish for Misa either in this last case. And on to another Mishnah continue to discuss this Chazaka that a person is alive. The Mishnah tells us, There were three things Rabbi Lazar and Parta said in front of the Chachamim, Vikim was Dvarav, and they upheld what he said. Number one, Al Irshay Kifa Karkum, in regards to a city that was surrounded by a besieging army, and regards to a ship that was floundering at sea, and in regards to a person who's being brought out to be judged whether or not he's going to die, all these people that we're talking about, whether they're in the city or on this boat or they're being judged, they're that they're still alive. Aval If the city was already conquered, or the ship had already sunk, or the person was being brought out to be killed, then would pace upon them or their spouses a chomer that they're alive and a chomer that they're dead. If this fellow is a kain and his wife is a bas yisrael, she's not allowed to eat truma because we have to assume that the kain died and therefore she's not allowed to eat truma anymore. And this man was a yisrael and his wife was a bas kain, so then we assume that he's still alive and now she's not allowed to eat truma because she's not allowed to go back to your father's house, she's still considered to be married to Yisrael. I think what tells us, Amrav Yisrael, Yisrael says, Yisrael. This halacha that we taught, that when he's being Yitzel Yiharig, he's being brought out to be killed, we still have to treat him like maybe he's alive and he's not for sure dead, he's only talking about we're in a Bezden of Yisrael, a Yiddish Bezden. That's because by Yiddish Bezden, even if they pass him that he has to be killed and they're bringing him out to kill him, if someone thinks of a schus for him and they say, hey, we found something that might be able to save this fellow's life, we're going to turn around and try to save his life. So it's possible this fellow wasn't killed yet. But if we're talking about a Gaish Bezden, given the once there's a psak din that he's going to be killed, they kill him and there's no turning back. Now, even if we're talking about a they'll accept a bribe. So even if they pass him that he has to be killed, that doesn't mean that he was killed already. Maybe they were bribed out of it. So Yosef answered him, when do they take a bribe? That's before the psak din is signed. But after the psak din is already signed, then they're not going to take a bribe. But now the Gemara asks on a Yiddish Bezdin. We have a brass that tells us, Anytime we have two people that stand in front of a Bezdin, and they say, We give Adas about that man, Ruvain, that he had a Gemar Din, he had a Psak, that he's Chayv Misa in that other Bezdin, and so and so were his Adim, then in such a case, the person's going to be killed. So we see that even when we're dealing with the Yiddish Bezdin, there's no turning back of Psak Misa. Once they said that a person's Chayv Misa, that's it. So Gemar says, not a Raya, Dilma Bayrach Shani, and some Gears take out the word Dilma, that this case of Bayrach is different. Why is it that if Ruven had a 
Pesach Din that he's supposed to be killed in that other Bezdin, that we're giving Edus about him in this Bezdin, he's obviously still walking around alive and well. It must be that we're talking about a case where he ran away. And if he ran away, that means that there was for sure a Pesach on him and that that Pesach wasn't turned around. But in a standard case, in Edus Shabazdin, a Pesach might be turned around, so we can't assume that he's going to be killed. Tashmah, we have not attempted Raya. Shalom Bezdin Shal Yisrael, let's say a person heard from Yiddish Shabazdin, Shahayu Imrim, they were saying, Ish plani Mace, Ish plani Narag. This person died, this person was killed. Now, both these scenarios are talking about a person dying or being killed by Bezdin. The reason why we're using two different words, dying versus killing, is because killing is talking about Bezdin killing him with one of the Arab Mises Bezdin. Dying is a unique situation which refers to a person who's over something that he's Chayv Kares three times already. The first two times, he got Malkas. The third time, we say, look, this guy's an Avaryon, he's a sinner, he's not going to change his ways, so we lock him up in a jail cell and he dies over there, but it's not like us killing him. So that's how we're using Lashon of Mace. But either which way, when a fellow hears from a Yiddish Bezdin that this fellow died or was killed, yes, he was Ishtai, so we can marry off that fellow's wife because we can assume that he actually died or was killed. However, we come to recent Shal if this fellow heard from Gaisha executioners, Ishplani Mace, Ishplani Nerag, this fellow died or this fellow was killed, Al Yasuis Ishtai. Now, my Mace to my Nerag. What do we mean by Mace and Nerag? Elema Mace, Mace Mamish, Venerag, Nerag Mamish. That when we say the word Mace, it means that he actually died. And when we say the word Nerag, it means he was actually killed. The Chavase Gabi Avdi Kachavim. And that would be the corresponding situation where we're talking about Gaisha executioners that they said that this fellow died or was killed. So, my Alias Yus Ishtai, why can't this person's wife get remarried? Hakaimalon, we already know. Then anytime a guy relates something, which is Mesechafi Tumai, he's just relating it casually and he's not relating it because he has to give some sort of Edus or relying on him so we can trust him. So why would we not be able to trust the Gaisha executioner to say that this fellow was killed? So El Lavin must be Mace Yaitse Lamas, Nerag Yaitse The one we say that he died or was killed, it doesn't mean that he actually died or was killed. It means that his Psak Din is that now he's going to have to die or his Psak Din is that now we're going to have to kill him. But nonetheless, Vakatani, Bebezen Shal Yisrael, Yasi Ishtai. We still taught that when this came from a Yiddish Abazdin, that we're going to let his wife get remarried, which means that we're not going to turn around the Psak Misa even in a Yiddish Abazdin. Question on Rav Understanding of Haramishnah. So Gemara says, mamish. Really, when the Bryce says that he died or that he was killed, that actually means he died or was killed. I with the comment in that which you had said, the Chavase, that the corresponding case, in regards to the Gush executioner saying this, why is he not going to be believed? But we already know that if it's the guy is just relating it casually, we could believe him. So why are we not going to allow this fellow's wife to get remarried? That's only in regards to something that this guy does doesn't have connection to. Something he has connection to, we already know that they're going to lie because of it. An execution of a guy Shabazin is definitely going to lie about someone that he killed. He might say, oh, I killed that fellow, or he died, even though it didn't actually happen, because that's something that they'll be proud of. So that's something we can't believe them in, even if it's just Messiah Chafi Tumai. So no questions on Rav Yosef. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with another version of what Rav Yosef said. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.